If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So I got a huge guest on my show on Fox tomorrow. I hope you'll watch 9 p.m. Eastern Time Unfiltered. We have Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, who the left has been just itching to censor because the left obviously hates free speech, and that's what totalitarians do. He's had some thoughts on COVID, vaccinations, masks, and other things, which uh, the left doesn't like. So, of course, they seek a cancellation. So don't miss that. Today's show, I'm going to lay out for you the Soros-funded strategy, this network of, of, of uh, left-wing finance guys who finance these, these operations to shut us up. I'm going to show you how that happens. And uh, I've got a video. I think the rebellion's begun, folks. Um, I do. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your data from these big tech and government spying eyeballs there. Get a VPN. Go today. ExpressVPN.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got that. And finally, uh, a journalist asking some journalistic questions. Matt Lee, just destroying the State Department, uh, trying to tell you just to trust them again. People are done with the whole trust factor, folks. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, Joe, it's Friday, so if you would, sir. It's Friday! Yeah! That feels good to hear, especially yes. this Friday, where it's been a rough week. So yeah. for those of you who missed my radio show yesterday, after the podcast, long story short, I was downstairs working out, doing deadlift day, even though I, I didn't feel great this week and I, I had a little bit of a head cold. And Paula was coming home. Sees me in the garage, Paul, and she's like, listen, I don't know if it's a good idea that you're working out. How do you feel? She takes my temperature. I got like a 99.5, so mild temperature thing. No big deal. She goes, Dan, I really think you should take a COVID test. I'm like, COVID? I just had COVID. I just had COVID I, seven, eight weeks ago. There's no way I could possibly have COVID again. It's some head cold or sinus thing or whatever. I go upstairs, and sure enough, yes. Boom, a COVID test pops again. So I'm assuming it's Omicron, given that it's been, uh, it's not really in my lungs this time. It's more in my nose. So I have COVID again. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking you the question, why? 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 I'm not asking you from a medical perspective about how the reinfection by the potential Omicron variant works. I'm asking you why. If all the advice we've been told by the left is supposedly accurate, then how is it that I've come to get reinfected the second time um, after getting vaccinated in January of 2021. Now, folks, it's way past time to sideline the censors and start asking serious questions right now. There's been an explosion in infections and people who've been vaccinated. Let me throw this out there too. I mentioned it on my radio show and I'm going to mention it today. I get a lot of um, nasty grams and nasty emails and messages from people um, upset that back in January of 2021, early on in the pandemic, um, that I got the vaccine. Listen, a lot of them tell me I'm not listening anymore. I can't trust you. You're a moron. You're stupid. Okay, that's fine. Um, as I said on my radio show today, uh, nothing personal, but if you don't want to listen, don't listen. You don't have to tell me. Okay. I understand if you think I'm a moron and I'm an idiot, uh, that I got this vaccine early, then that's okay. You're allowed to think that I'm not mad at you, but you don't have to announce to me that you're, I, I get it. Like I get your point. Let me just explain to you why that is, why I'm bringing it up. Folks, listen, the vaccines obviously haven't met their initial uh, marketing campaigns about their effectiveness. As a matter of fact, not even close. Uh, their effectiveness has largely collapsed, especially with the transmission of Omicron. 
But early on in the campaign, for those of you out there in the listening audience who think I'm some kind of a moron or a dunce, uh, as, as you know, I had cancer. I had a blood cancer, lymphoma, and a, a cancer of my immune system, basically, the white blood cells. My immune system was shot after chemo. Uh, early on, you're willing to risk anything because if I would have gotten sick with COVID back then when I was undergoing chemo and in the midst of a pretty, uh, you know, pretty nasty case of, uh, of uh, post-chemo illness where I felt terrible, something serious could have happened to me. I was willing to chance anything. So I ask some of you out there who send me the nasty grams and stuff, and you're probably wondering why I'm highlighting this on my show because I'm sure I'm not the only one. You sure I'm your enemy? The guy out there now speaking the truth about my situation, having now had the vaccine twice. I'm not boosted, by the way. I don't know why people keep saying that. I'm not getting any more boosters or any boosters at all. I had two shots of the Pfizer vaccine. I've now been infected with coronavirus twice. Am, am, I, am I crazy for asking questions about its efficacy? Am I, are we nuts? I'm just asking a question like, what kind of vaccine do you get you get a serious case of COVID six months after you get the vaccine. And then you get a reinfection with the same virus, albeit a different variant. So I shouldn't say the same virus, a different variant of the same general virus, right? Just uh, eight weeks later. I'm just asking a question. What kind of vaccine is that? Oh, well, maybe it's not a vaccine. It's a therapeutic. It's a therapeutic. Is it a therapeutic? What is it exactly therapeutically doing? You ever wonder why so many people are in such a panic about us asking these questions? Why? What do you have to hide? If this thing is so effective, why hasn't it been so effective? And why are you so afraid of us asking questions? You can tell I'm frustrated, folks, because I'm dealing with this crap now for the second time in eight weeks, despite being told, told, told early on that the Pfizer vaccine I got was 90% effective in preventing you from getting it. Obviously not. And we're crazy for asking questions. Again, I had to address those complaints because viewers, you matter to me. But if you think I'm too stupid for you and me talking about my problems and my life and what happened and how it can then help some people out there who may be in a similar situation, then the show's not for you. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, really. You know, is there a rebellion happening now, folks? I brought this up. This has been a theme throughout the week. I'm telling you, we're about to hit bottom. We're about to hit the bottom. And every time we hit the bottom, there's only up to go from there. We've seen it before. Churchill said it. Well, we don't know if he said it or not, but I hate quotes because you can never listen with there. But that, you know, in the end, after taking out all possible options, what the U.S. will do, will always do the right thing. I'm sure I'm destroying that quote somehow, but you get the point. The convoy, Joe Rogan. The Rock even backing up and John Stewart, the comedian, backing up Joe Rogan. And Shaquille O'Neal, I'm sure you've heard this, but this is an important moment yesterday. I can't say to you enough, these people with cultural capital, people in the culture who respect these people and, and, and don't see them as political actors, it is important that they take a stand. This is from Shaquille O'Neal, the podcast here. Shaquille O'Neal asking a woman he's interviewing about these vaccine mandates and saying, hey, this is force. And implying like, hey, this isn't the right thing. This is important stuff. Don't ignore this. This is what I mean by, is there a rebellion going on? Check this out. Look, I encourage everybody to, to be safe and take care of your family. I do. But there's still some people that don't want to take it. And you shouldn't have to be forced to take something that you don't want. So I don't think people are being forced to take. Well, there are some. There are. I mean, listen, we have a mandate at CBS. That's force. We have a mandate at CBS. But my but my point. That's force. But where I wholeheartedly. That's force. No, it's not force. It is force because if the man don't take it, the man will get fired. Folks, I've told you many times, don't write these people off. There are a lot of people on the Republican side of the aisle who believe we should say, ah, you know, where you been? You should have helped us a long time ago. I get the anger. I understand the rage. But that is the totally wrong approach to this battle. We need 51% of the people to realize that the people who are canceling them are in the minority. They are. It is a small sliver of the population. And by taking strategic compliments to our effort and kicking them off to the curb and humiliating them, it's not going to help. We don't have to kiss their asses, folks, but they should be welcome to the side of truth. Here's a guy who's been on the side of truth for a long time, acknowledges his mistakes. 
and and speaks the truth about the developing science on coronavirus. I've had him on my show, Dr. Marty McCari. Finally, finally, Dr. Marty McCari, who's been preaching about the benefits of natural immunity, the benefits of science, while the left mocked and laughed at him. Here's uh, Dr. McCari on an actual study they did on natural immunity from coronavirus. All of a sudden, everything we told you for the last two years appears to be coming true. While we're labeled the misinformation specialist, there's a rebellion coming. I'm telling you, listen to Dr. Martyr McCary last night on Tucker on natural immunity and a study he did. Check this out. Let's bring in Dr. Marty McCary, Johns Hopkins, John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins health policy expert and a Fox News contributor. He has results of a new study on natural immunity, which is a major issue when it comes to vaccine mandates. So this is a letter in the JAMA. You're an author of it. You uh, you put together a study here in which you looked at antibody prevalence among uh, people who uh, were in the study. What you found was that among 295 vaccinated patients who tested positive for COVID, antibodies were present in 293 of them, or 99.3%. Do we know, though, what the clinical significance, Dr. McCary, is of this? Does it actually confer immunity? We think it does, John. So one of the open discussions we've had with public health officials in the open forum for a long time is whether or not prior COVID infection, that is natural Mm -hmm. immunity, gives you a strong antibody response and is it durable? And we found that those levels were very much at the neutralizing level. They were uh, in the same range as that of vaccinated immunity, but they were more persistent. That is, they were constant and stayed at a constant level for up to 22 months, nearly two years. And that's simply because that is the time period in which COVID has been around for us to study it. It's not that it uh, it will fall off a cliff after 21 months. Mm -hmm. So this does answer an open question that we've had to date. The left is apoplectic about this. If you go to social media platforms run by the left like Twitter, put in natural immunity, the left is losing their minds, losing their minds over this natural immunity study. They they appear to be upset that the science of natural immunity is the science of natural immunity. Now, folks, listen, because I believe in science, is natural immunity perfect? Obviously not. I opened the show telling you this is my second COVID infection in eight weeks. You see how that works? Science, how I don't sit here and hide from you information to purvey a false narrative for the sake of a win on the, on the, on the political side. Hey, uh, natural immunity is the perfect solution to everything. Look at me. Uh, I'm not sick. I'm interested in the science. How is Omicron defeating natural immunity to other variants? Why is the vaccine not working? It appears at all against Omicron. Why is the vaccine not even working well against Delta? Why are people who are vaccinated in countries who are vaccinated like Israel? Why are they seeing an explosion in new infections? Why can't we ask these questions without sensory, uh, a censorship loving, censorship obsessed dunces on the left? crapping their pants and diapers like a bunch of, 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 of infant children attacking us. You don't care? You're not interested in these questions? Left panicking over natural immunity. Never seen anything like it. I'm not kidding. Go to Twitter. Put in natural immunity. The left is apoplectic, melting down that natural immunity is a thing. I really, it's unbelievable. They are, they're, they're astonished that natural immunity is a thing. They can't believe it. You can't have natural immunity. Then people won't get the vaccine. So let's pretend natural immunity doesn't exist. This is the society. We live in a society populated in a, with a vacuum of stupid people who've got sucked into the vortex of idiocy. <sighs> the only good part about this whole thing The only good part about this vortex of stupidity the left has been sucked into is faith in institutions, the Democrat Party, the government, and the scientific establishment that's lied to us for the last two years is completely and totally eviscerated. And there are journalists waking up to this nonsense. One of them who's been asking hard questions for a long time is Matt Lee over at AP. I want to show you this. This is uh, Ned Price at the uh, State Department yesterday. It's a Q&A session. He's the propaganda minister for the State Department. And Matt Lee, who's a pretty good reporter at AP, Matt, Ned Price goes up there and says, hey, listen, uh, we have some information, the Biden administration, that is, that the Russians are going to start doing crisis actor videos 
to get people to believe that there's a crisis and a, and a, and a Ukrainian attack that happened. Then they're going to use it as an excuse to attack Ukraine. So Matt Lee's like, you know, listen, um, I'm getting a little tired of you guys just telling us this and never backing it up. I mean, aren't you the WMD guys, the collusion hoax guys, the cobble isn't going to fall guys, uh, the guys who, you know, touted the wonders of the WHO, despite the fact that they screwed us. Um, I'm, you're going to need to provide some proof that there's some crisis actor operation going on in Russia right now. And Ned Price's proof is, I just told you so. Are we seeing a renaissance in actual journalism? I doubt it, but Matt Lee at least is asking hard questions here. Watch this. What evidence do you have to support the idea that there is some propaganda film in the, in, in the making? Matt, this is derived uh, from information known to the U.S. government, intelligence information that we have declassified. I think you well, know. Okay, well, where, where is it? Where, where is this information? It is intelligence information that we have declassified. Well, where is it? Where is the declassified information? I just delivered it. No, you made a series of allegations and statements. Would you, would you like us to print out the topper? Because you will see a transcript of this briefing that you can print out for but yourself. That's not evidence, Ned. That's you saying it. That's not evidence. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you like, Matt? I, I would like to see some proof that you that 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 that, that you can show that that Matt, you have that, been that, that shows you, that 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 you, shows that the Russians are doing this. Ned, I've been doing this for. A I long know that time, was my point. As, you as, you as have you, know. you you have been doing this for quite a while. You know I that have. when we declassify intelligence That's information, right. and I we do so in, in a means in we do and so I, and, we do so with an eye to protecting that, that sources and methods. Is not going to fall. I remember a lot of things. So where, where where is the declassified information other than you coming out here and saying? Matt, I'm sorry you don't like the format, uh, but we it's have declassified. It's not the format, it's the content. I'm sorry you don't like the content. I'm sorry it's you, I'm sorry like you are doubting just... the information that is in the possession of the U.S. government. No, I... I, what I'm telling you is that this is information that's available to us. We are making it available to you. Folks, why is that segment important in relationship to the last segment I just did? about the failure of the left academia and the media to ask any questions about COVID, vaccines, masks, any serious questions. Because if we had more of this early on, reporters like Matt Lee, if we had people like Matt Lee early on, early on saying, where's the proof that lockdowns work? Where's the evidence that masks are working? Where's the evidence your vaccine is 90% effective against transmission? If we would have asked questions like that early on and stuck to it, then maybe we wouldn't be in the boat we are in now where, uh, where, where, where loyalty and fidelity to these institutions in the past, media, academia, and politicians has now entirely evaporated. Because you know what? If we were asked about the proof early on, they would have been forced to come to the table with some actual evidence they wouldn't have been able to find. We would have had journalism early on. We wouldn't be in this place right now. All right, folks, let me get to my next sponsor. Here's what I got coming up. I want to show you uh, why the liberal rage machine is in such a panic over people like me and Tucker and Charlie Kirk. They are melting down. I want to show you why Axios has a piece. One of the guys who hates me, I was actually involved in a lawsuit with him, wrote this piece. I'm in it. And then I want to show you how the Soros operation to shut us up because they're panicked actually works and you'll see what i've been it'll you'll see what i've been working on it'll make some sense if you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport you got to check out the u.s survival rifle from henry repeating arms it's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes and then when you're not using it you can store the parts in the little case it comes in it's so small it can be stored anywhere in a go bag anywhere it's light enough to carry everywhere it comes in black and two different camo patterns you can pick one up for three to four hundred dollars depending on the finish you can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival and while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So I've been getting a lot of calls lately from friends of mine in the movement, if you know what I mean, saying, gosh, what is with the rabid insanity 
of the Soros leftist censorship machine over the last few months. I mean, it's always been there. Everybody knows it, right? But I think we can all agree, right, Joe? It's like it's been at a different level the oh, last yeah. few weeks. Yeah. Like at January 6th, it was insane, right? Then it ebbed for a little bit. Now it's been crazy. And friends of mine are calling like, Dan, why? Why are you in like a new news story every day uh, and, and they're attacking you? It's not just me. It's others. I'm not trying to make myself, uh, you know, some totem here. I'm just telling you that I'm one of many, many people they've been going after. Well, here's why. Axios, Jonathan Swan and Lachlan Marquet, who, you know, I don't have enough. Uh, these guys are just not really that great reporters, in my humble opinion, based on my experience. But they have this article out that explains why uh, I've become, along with Tucker, public enemy number one and two. Pass to power. Here's their article. It's called The Making of a Modern Republican. The gist of the piece is where the new power centers are in the Republican Party. Now you'll see why we're targets. They say, quote, pass to power and winning elections inside the GOP are changing rapidly and radically, spawning a new generation of kingmakers. Kingmakers, Joe. Kingmakers. You got your crown? Can you get a crown? Can we get a crown for Joe? Joe, can you go get one of those Burger King crowns oh, this yeah. weekend if you're around? We can wear that. We'll put you, we'll put you on. We'll take a little bit. With the new kingmakers. <laughs> Thank you. While diminishing the clout of many who lorded over the party for years. So, again, the gist of that quote is, the old power centers in the Republican Party are disappearing and these new power centers are cropping up, okay, by Swan and Marquet. So they say in, in screenshot two from this piece, well, who had the power previously? They go down the list, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the NRA, the Coke Network, Heritage Action, the Drudge Report, National Review, and conservative movement groups like Tea Party Express, Freedom Works, and the Senate Conservatives Fund. Okay, those they, they, this is their opinion about who had the power. So who has the power now? Now you'll see. Sounds like the public enemies list on the left. Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, friends and aides to Trump, Fox News, Club for Growth, Daily Wire, Breitbart News, and online influencers, including Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Joe Rogan, Jack Posobiec, Charlie Kirk, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Hmm. So we have the power now. Kingmakers, Joe. Kingmakers. I got the power. <laughs> that's good that's good that's good we, uh, i told you joe can sing too you never do that even those songs which is not really his genre right so we're the kingmakers now starting to make sense why all of a sudden every day you're reading some deranged lunatic article about how dan bongino was spawned from medusa and if he stares at you 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 uh turn to concrete or something like that so they leave the article like this. Here's their last paragraph. You can read the whole thing if you want. I put it in the show notes. I don't know why I'm linking to Axios, which is a left-wing hack site, but you can read it if you'd like. They say an important shift is accelerating online. Many GOP primary voters, i.e. you, now get their information directly from influencers, including Candace Owens, Dan Bongino, Rogan, Dave Portnoy, Charlie Kirk, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and websites like the Daily Wire and Breitbook, uh, Breitbart, which dominate Facebook. They're afraid of me, folks. They're terrified. Because a lot of you are getting your information directly from me. Ooh. That I know is so scary, isn't it? Oh my gosh, little old Dan Bongino, kingmaker. I mean, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. But now you understand why the Soros Network and the left-wing money network that finances all this stuff, now you see why I've become public enemy number one. Daily Caller has a piece. I just saw this this morning by Eileen Evans. Left-wing, you can read this in my newsletter, uh, bongino.com slash newsletter. Thanks to everyone. We got something like 20,000 new signups just in the last few days on our newsletter. It's all free, of course, bongino.com slash newsletter. You all are awesome. Thank you very much. Left-wing activists tied to disinformation group are working to demonetize conservative news sites. Wait, so the left-wing activists trying, hilariously trying to shut me down are tied to disinformation groups themselves? I thought they claimed to be fighting disinformation. Isn't that always strange? What's the article about? It's about the cat lady and her partner, Nandini Jammy and Claire Atkin. So the article says, here's a screenshot number one, that Jamie and Atkin, they serve on the advice, follow this, the advisory committee of a group called Good Information Inc., ha! an investment vehicle backed by LinkedIn founder and left-wing philanthropist Reed Hoffman and financier George Soros and led by Democratic strategist Tara McGowan. 
So these two people trying desperately to censor me to no avail, by the way, the cat lady, Nandini Jammy and Claire Atkin are working basically with this Soros group and this guy, Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn, who are diehard leftist, uh, anti-civil liberties activists, right? Well, what if I told you that Nandini, who claims to be fighting disinformation, and by the way, is openly working with Google to do so. Google's doing that? Google's working with a disinformation specialist? Oh, yeah, yeah. What if I told you Nandini was working with a guy who is a noted purveyor of disinformation? Get a load of this. Talking about Reed Hoffman. The billionaire-funded tech firm, New Knowledge, which created thousands of fake Twitter accounts, designed to appear as Russian bots during the 2017 Senate race between Roy Moore and Doug Jones in order to make it appear as if Russia was supporting Moore's candidacy. Reed Hoffman, Nandini's little partner in crime here, later apologized for his involvement with this fake Russian bots group, folks. New Knowledge CEO Jonathan Morgan acknowledged the firm engaged in disinformation tactics, but claimed the efforts were part of a, quote, research project. This is hilarious. You now, now do you understand why Google working with these people to try and wipe people off the internet? Nandini, Reed Hoffman, George Soros, Claire Atkin. Do you understand why Google is an existential threat? If Google is not broken up and you don't support breaking up this anti-American, monopolistic, FEC-challenged company, which can't seem to, I believe, is breaking election laws by making in-kind donations to the left. If you are not on board, you get your information from me, a lot of you, I'm telling you, the first question you should be asking candidates is what are you going to do to make sure big tech stops working with government to censor free speech and violate the First Amendment? If, you can't, if they can't answer that question, do not vote for them. I'm, 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 that question comes up later in the questions for Dan segment. It gets worse. Nandini working with a known purveyor of disinformation to combat disinformation. This is one of the other groups associated with Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn. It contributed over a half a million dollars to the legal fund of Bean LLC, the holding company, Joe, of Fusion GPS. Which created the Steele dossier containing the many now debunked allegations of President Donald Trump. So just to be clear, Dan Bongino, I have the books here, writes four books eviscerating the Russian collusion hoax started by this dossier, right? And a group that helped fund some of the people behind funding the dossier goes after me for disinformation. And the kicker is the guy funding the group funded another group that openly admitted to disinformation campaigns. Sounds totally legit to me. Google works with these people. No, they don't, Dan. Oh, here's a quote from Google. Here's Michael Asman. We'll call him Michael Assman. Michael Assman from Google apparently did an interview with Protocol. So he works with people who've admitted they work with disinformation specialists to, con uh, to uh, constantly attack conservative free speech. Here's Michael Assman from Google. In the last year alone, we've removed ads from thousands of pages across the sites, flagged by Check My Ads, that's the cat lady's group, <laughs> and continue to monitor all publishers and creators in our network to ensure they comply with our policies. This is an amazing admission. Um, Google, I, I really recommend you have your legal department strongly consider, strongly consider your open social media coordination um, with these disinformation groups. Uh, you're getting into some serious hot water, and uh, I'm not the only one. I, I'm not a lawyer, but I can tell you right now, people have reached out. And uh, I think you guys are getting yourselves in some dangerously, dangerously hot water right now. This is the lady who openly coordinates with Nandini, disinformation specialist, Soros Stooge, on Twitter. They do it out in the open. It's Ginny Marvin. She's on Twitter, at Ginny, G-I-N-N-Y Marvin, M-A-R-V-I-N. This woman, and by the way, be nice. we don't, you know, I don't need to tell you that. We're all civilized human beings. But the left loves violence and stuff like that. That's not our bag. We have the law on our side, and we have free speech on our side. I don't ever want to fall into the moral, ethical pit these idiots live in. This Ginny Marvin, she's Google's ad liaison, openly coordinates with them. Why? How do we know that? Because Nandini celebrates it. She tags them in her tweets. 
Look what we did with Google Ads. And Michael Assman there seems to be acknowledging it. Anyone in Congress paying attention to what Google's up to? Is Google rigging elections? Is Google rigging elections because GOP primary voters prefer to get their information from me and disinformation specialists on the left that have already admitted trying to rig an Alabama Senate race are now working with Google and check my ads and Soros money and all that to influence elections? Anyone up on the Hill listening? What's the FEC doing about this? Why is Google allowed to keep their ad tech business under the Google platform when it's using it to self-serve and, and inside deal? Weird, right? Ladies and gentlemen, as I've told you before, and I'll say again, two-pager today, Google is an existential threat to the future of this country, to the constitutional republic. And if your candidates running in your primary can't answer what they're going to do about the growing threat to big tech, to elections, to freedom, and this constitutional republic, if they don't have an answer, then they don't have your vote. I can't tell you that in strong enough terms. Google's got serious problems on their hands, folks. I said, Google, you should really, really consult your legal department about options moving forward. There's no question any longer you're involved in rigging elections to try to try to prevent conservatives from getting the information they need to debunk your leftist conspiracy theories. They're a threat to freedom. Proving my point again that the left is a fountain of disinformation, including trying to rig an Alabama Senate race, including falsely attacking conservatives, creating fake dossiers. Um, they're also just liars, too. I, what did I tell you about Biden early on? Joe Biden has a reputation for being a pathological liar. I, I mean that in the, in the dictionary sense of the term pathological. Joe Biden cannot stop lying. All politicians lie. I get it. Republicans, Democrats. Joe Biden is pathological. Almost nothing he says on its face should be taken at face value. He can't stop lying. He did it again yesterday. Remember the Amtrak story he keeps telling over and over? Angelo, my boy Angelo. The story is false. It's been discredited six or seven times. I've lost count. And yet he keeps telling it because he can't stop lying. It's pathological. Here he is again telling this false story about the revolution, the Second Amendment, and ownership of cannons. That's already been discredited by even the Washington Post back in 2020. Can you put that up now, that headline? And we're going a little out of order. Here it is. Glenn Kessler, a joke of a fact checker himself. Even Kessler, in June of 2021, this is a while ago, said Biden's false claim that the Second Amendment bans cannon ownership. He's already been called out on this. Here he is yesterday up in New York. Saying it again, proving my point. The man is married to lying, and he doesn't care if you call him out on it. Here, check this out. This doesn't violate anybody's Second Amendment right. There's no violation of a Second Amendment right. We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this, this uh, amendment was passed. And so no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons. You couldn't buy a cannon when the amendment was passed. Um, folks, that's, he's just making that up. He's been called on it <laughs> when you lose Kessler. It's a good point. When you lose Glenn Kessler, yeah, we lost Cronkite. Remember that? You lose Cronkite. Yeah, you lose Ke yeah. I mean, really, even Kessler is now humiliating. He he's, doesn't matter. All right, moving on. He's just a pathological liar. The point of that and the takeaway is you can't trust anything this guy says, even for a politician. He's at an extraordinary level. Of lying. Quick story I had mentioned the other day about how the left has no principles. You know, Eric Holder, disgraced Eric Holder, uh, outside of Merrick Garland, the worst attorney general in the history of the United States, a man who's been so destructive to freedom or liberty. He's su supposedly fighting against redistricting, saying that the GOP is trying to rig elections, which is hilarious after the New York map that came out. The state of New York put a redistricting map out for their congressional seats yesterday. That is gerrymandered so hilariously bad that even some Democrats are embarrassed about it, even though they're doing it. So they're like hiding their faces. So Democrats, you would think people like Eric Holder, who apparently don't like redistricting, saying they're rigging elections, would say something about it. Nope. Totally quiet. Why? Because it's a con, as Kim Strassel notes in the Wall Street Journal. Eric Holder's democracy con. It's a big con. 
Eric Holder's a con man. He always has been. He's a disgrace. He's always been a disgrace. Here, she describes his strategy here. So we want to talk about rigging elections. Mr. Holder's success rests in his suit of blue strategy. You know what the suit of blue strategy is, folks? Strassel uh, describes it in the piece. Eric Holder goes to red states that have redistricted and gerrymandered and sues them into into blue districts. And then when blue states gerrymander, he actually doesn't say anything at all. He doesn't say a word. Why? Because he doesn't care about redistricting. He cares about blue seats, showing you the man's a con man. And he's intent on rigging elections for Congress. I thought they said we were the ones rigging elections. Exactly. That's what they do. 180 degree counter accusations. That's how they work. I want to get to questions and a couple more things. So let me motor through this fast. Uh, a quick thank you. Uh, Reclaim the Net article that came out yesterday by Tom Parker. Folks, a big thank you. And to show you the rebellion is happening on the tech side. My company and my payment processing company, which is an alternative to the cancel culture people at Stripe, has exploded. It's ParallelEconomy.com. Also, I am an investor in Rumble. Rumble, ladies and gentlemen, has beyond exploded at this point. Uh, Reclaim the Net, an article about it yesterday. Rumble announces record monthly watch time, uploads, and significant user growth. The alternative video sharing platform reaches new highs. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, folks. It's been uh, a long fight over the last few years against these cancelers, but I promise you, they are not winning. Whatever short-term damage they think they're doing, they are actually incentivizing the creation of an entire parallel economy right now. Please sign up today. ParallelEconomy.com for your payment processing. Watch your videos over at Rumble. Get away from YouTube. Subscribe. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We've added now 60,000 new subscribers in just a week. Not 6,000. 60,000. Thanks to you. The traffic there is insane. Rumble.com slash Bongino, ParallelEconomy.com. I deeply appreciate it. There are options for you. I'm just putting them out there. You got to put your money where your mouth is because we're fighting people who are crazy. How do we know they're crazy? I saw this article and I thought to myself, there is no freaking way that this, this is real. And sure enough, it is real. It's an <laughs> comic relief time, folks. This is an article of vice. Scientists find putting pantyhose on your head makes your mask safer. I swear to you, I thought this was a joke. It's an article in the left-wing site Vice by Samantha Cole, who with no sense of irony at all, gives you these tips, folks. If you're interested in uh, making sure that the face diaper is um, attached to your face in a more secure fashion, she says, here are a few hacks for you. This isn't a joke. This is not the Babylon Bee. This is a real piece. Tape the edges of the mask to one's face, filling the sides of the mask with gauze, binding the mask to the face with gauze. They call that the mummy method. Putting a knot in the ear loops, rubber bands around the front to create a brace against the mouth, or a slice of pantyhose wrapped around the face. (laughs) Dude. Now you see why Rumble and Substack and these alternate tech platforms and the parallel economy are exploding. The people we're dealing with, ladies and gentlemen, are crazy people. The only good part about this, as uh, he noted earlier, is now you will see people in public with pantyhose around their face and a mask and you will know to run in the other direction. Okay, uh, I'm going to do the lightning round for you. Guy, is, this is a, a, a segment I do on my Fox show on Unfiltered. I love it. At the end of my show, Unfiltered, 9 p.m. on Saturday, set your DVR or join us live if you would. Deeply appreciate it. What I like to do at the end of my show, because the show is called Unfiltered, and it's very extemporaneous at times. Some of it is um, scripted just for intros and outs because it's TV and you got certain times you have to get in and out. But most of the show is just me riffing on things I really care about. So in the end, we like to throw this lightning round in. And the challenge in the lightning round at the end, what was that? Oh, is that the, I'm like, what the hell is that in my ear? So the challenge at the end and the challenge on this is to get through as many stories as possible without Dan going on too long. So, oh, let's go to, Guy picks these stories, not me. Right, Guy? 
You get to test them. Okay, headline, global news. Trucker convoy. Justin Trudeau says protests becoming illegal as demands for action grow. Oh, there you go. Justin Trudeau, unsurprisingly, taking lessons from uh, Fidel Castro and Kim Jong-un. You don't like the protests? Just declare it illegal. There you go. No surprise there, folks. Story to the next story. That was by Craig Lord. Fox News. 49 Republicans pledged to shut down the government over federal MAC vaccine mandates. Thank you. Please don't talk about it, though. Just do it. I get the talk. We appreciate it. Do it, please. Enough talk. The do matters. Just do it. All right. Let's see if they follow up. Wall Street Journal. U.S. orders 3,000 troops to bolster European allies in Russia-Ukraine crisis. I've got an idea. How about we send 3,000 uh, troops down to the border to secure our southern border instead of the Russia-Ukraine border? Yeah. There's a crazy idea, yeah. folks. Nuts, right, Joe? Totally bonkers <laughs> there. The Verge, Alex Heath. Facebook lost daily users for the first time ever last quarter. Folks, this is going to get worse. People are leaving. They're going to TikTok. They're going to Rumble. They are tired of the censorship. Facebook doesn't square their act away soon. They're going to be the new MySpace. Watch. The collapse may be sooner than you think. Remember MySpace. That's what happened to them. Next story. Oh, oh, this is the, this is the, okay, this is funny. So hat tip libs of TikTok. Somebody posted this. It's a parody video. Biden, apparently, this is from a while ago. Biden's walking around the White House. It looks like he misses an entrance here or there. So there's a parody video of Biden. And you'll hear the Secret Service in the background. As you watch this video, rumble.com slash Bongino, it's hilarious. You'll hear the sarcastic mock Secret Service commentary in the background as Biden appears to just wander around the White House. Check this out. Secret Service team, the Eagle has landed and is making his way down the helicopter stairs. We know his history with stairs, and this could be a disaster. Stand by. Eagle has made it down the stairs. He was a little wobbly at the end, but he made it. Eagle appears to be very disoriented today. We're going to need to do like last time and point out exactly where we need him to go. Secret Service team, prepare to point. Hold that point. Perfect. No way he could miss that. Eagle will be turning in five, four, three, two. He missed his mark. He missed his mark. Eagle is wandering. All units be advised. We are going to need a pretty lady or small child of some sort with nice smelling hair to get the eagle back on track. And we've lost visual. <laughs> All right. Uh, fact checkers, Tom Kircher, Bill McCarthy. It's parody. Um, there's some sarcasm built in there. It's not a real Secret Service video. You get it? But it is pretty funny. Okay, that was our lightning round. We try to jam as many stories in as possible. It is Friday. I got to get to your questions next. Great questions this week. We got some time to take care of those. All right. Sorry, getting some text during the show. I'm the phone on Do Not Disturb, so I see these things, these lights pop up. Here we go. We got uh, a lot of good questions. We got questions for Dan. See, I remembered. I remembered like three weeks in a row. I used to forget that little stinger thing there. So this is from Dolphin Week. Hey, Dan. Why does it cost so much money? Why does it cost so much money to run for office? What are the main costs? TV commercials, office building rentals, IT, travel. Uh, having run for office, I can answer this from experience. Uh, TV commercials, yes, are definitely the most expensive thing in a campaign. They can be hugely expensive, but it's dependent on the market you're in. If you're running in a state like Florida, which has five or six major media markets, Jacksonville, Orlando, the Panhandle, Miami, Central Florida, Tampa, then yeah, you're darn right. If you're running in a state like Nebraska, which I love, but the media is not as expensive, there's just not as many people, it's not as densely populated, it can be a little uh, cheaper. But yes, I'd say the two most expensive things are mail campaigns, sending out those big mailers, uh, and TV. Yes, hugely expensive. And some consultants can be expensive, too. That's why we didn't hire a lot of consultants. They were largely a waste of money. Good question. This is from J.W.H. Decker. Hey, Dan, I was wondering during today's show how things are going with the dopey media Olympics. <laughs> I haven't seen it, right? I haven't seen a segment of Joy Reid for a while now. Not that I'm missing it, but isn't Brian Stelter moving into first place lately? Yes, we're considering it. The problem, folks, is every time... Brian Stelter does something dumb like yesterday when he creeped into Kate Baldwin's show and tried to defend his buddy he gets coffee for, Jeff Zucker. Joy Reid says even dumber stuff, like attacking Joe Rogan for being misinformed <laughs> yeah. when Joy Reid hasn't gotten a fact on COVID right in two years, okay? So it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's like they're both training. Like, Kitty, strong! 
motherfucker. They're both training like out of the Rocky movies, and they're both doing the training scene. I don't know what to do. It's very confusing. What's that? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he want, you know what? We, you're right. He thinks Chuck Todd needs to be downgraded. And Tiffany Cross is making moves. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's get yeah. some uh, let's get some graphics. Let's get some graphics. It's a good point. Good question. Yeah. See, you just altered the show, J W H Decker. Hey Dan, see, it's the benefit of the questions. It's your show. This is from at Leonard Skinner. I don't think this is the actual Leonard Skinner, but whatever. Uh, hey Dan, in terms of the alternate economy, how do you prevent them from eventually going woke and engaging in cancel culture? Good point. We're fighting wealthy and powerful forces that could buy off anybody at any time. How are we going to prevent sellouts in the future? Fantastic, fantastic questions. The companies I'm a part of, what we do is we do not get involved and I don't get involved. If board control isn't maintained by people committed to the business and people committed to free speech. Or else I'm out. That explains why I left certain companies in the past. Many of you know what I mean. I will not stay involved with any company that isn't committed to free speech and open commerce. I won't do it. You have to maintain control on those boards of people committed to the business and free speech. It's the only answer. You lose control on the boards. You're right. And, you know, the people on the boards have to sell. You can't just come in and buy. You have to, people have to sell. And the people I'm interested, I, I work with, aren't interested in selling to anti-free speech censorship advocates. But good question. This is from at Flow. Flow? Is that like the French Flow? Hey, Dan. I am a nurse, and I wanted to ask if you'd please remind your audience there's a blood shortage right now. Please ask if people can donate by finding a place in their communities to do so. We just did. If you'd like to give blood, probably a good time to do that. So thank you, Flo, for reminding us. That's a good, more of a statement, but hey, we welcome those too. Hey, Dan, if Trump runs for president again, will you accept a VP nomination? Don't laugh. I am serious. Who's this by? Why'd you zone in so much? You think I'm blind? Oh, is it? What, the question's not wrong. You just mean the lady at the bottom. Oh, yeah, it says that. This is not from Ad Flow again. Um, would I accept the VP nomination? Huh. I'm not, I hate when people say, you know, you know, Joe, politicians, when they, when they, yeah. you considered running for president, I am committed now to my job. I have never thought about it. <laughs> right. Really? You're a politician, a glory hound. That's what the people who run for office, right? And you've never considered running for president. So I'm not going to lie to you. I've never considered that. Yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool, I guess. I mean, of course, you don't turn them down. So, um, yeah, of course I would. I mean, how could you possibly say no to that? That'd be amazing. But thank you for uh, your faith in me. I'm not sure if many people share that. Uh, people probably like me to stay on the air where I'm at here. So, uh, But thanks for the question. Melanie Akoff asks, Hey, Dan, besides sitting in your X chair, what else do you do to relax and not think about all this stuff? So uh, let me show you a little email I got from the lovely Paulita today who sent me this question right there. And she says, she's going to kill me. I know one thing. I do too. Um, of course, we're talking about the sauna. Sauna. We love the sauna. Me and Paula like to sit in the sauna. We sweat it out a little bit. Makes for a good weekend. Thanks, Melody. Good question. <laughs> show it's like right this is off the rail. rails this is from jag 315 dan are you making any progress on dan bongino apparel my gosh i folks i feel horrible about this i really do everything i can to say something to you and stick to my word you know i said i'd travel up to the attila's gym and the tattoo guy i'd even got a tattoo to stick to my it's i i tried to get it out before christmas the problem is it's not that it's hard to find a company to make apparel. I really want it to benefit a cause. I, 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 yes, we have that. We're making progress is the short answer. The longer but medium-sized answer is I want it to benefit a charity. I don't want to, I don't need the money. I'm, trust me, I'm contrary to the Nandini Jammy assertions. We are A-okay. My life is about activism now, right? I want it to benefit someone. So we're working on a charity now. I don't want to profit personally from any of it. So we're just trying to find the right way to get that done, if that makes sense. So, but thank you for asking and uh, hold me to that. This is from at Angry Senior. Dan, you've mentioned we haven't hit rock bottom yet. What do you foresee that as being? Thanks. Um, 
I don't know. It's like the stock market. It's you. You kind of know and feel when you're around the bottom, but nobody really knows what it. If they knew what it is, everybody'd invest in it, right? Um, I don't know. And the very act of observing, you know, kind of like uh, Schrodinger's cat, the very act of observing changes the reality. Observing and looking for the bottom may change where the bottom is too. I'm not trying to get like overly philosophical here, but. I don't know. Um, I think the bottom comes when the jobs numbers get really bad. And they haven't been this month. Uh, that ADP uh, profile was awful. But the jobs numbers today, there's something up with that. Came out, they were actually not bad, 467,000 jobs. That seems strange. I'm not, I, I don't want to question it without evidence. So I'm just saying it seems strange given the ADP numbers. But listen, jobs are a good thing. I don't care who's in office. We don't want to you know, wish economic ill on everyone. My favorite question, Z-O-G-G, who is your favorite Marvel superhero and why? I'll give you the answer, my daughter, my nine, my 10-year-old, she's already had a birthday. My 10-year-old, when you ask her her favorite, she gives you her like seven favorites, which defeats the purpose of a favorite, right? But I love that about her. So, uh, Amelia, what's your favorite candy? My number one is, my number two, <laughs> I love my daughter. Gosh, she's great. Really? She makes me laugh like you have no idea. She, uh, my favorite Marvel superhero. I love the Hulk. Love the Hulk. Because I, when, I, when I was a kid, I used to read comic books, as you know. And uh, at night, I would go to bed and I would say, like, I would wish that I could have the super strength, you know, super strength. Because a lot of stuff happened when we were kids. And I just wanted the strength to fight back. So I always loved the Hulk. But I really, really, really like Batman daredevil and super uh, not superman spider-man i don't like superman at all i you know the second third fifth favorite who the hell but i like them a lot and i like batman because batman had no superpowers he'd go out there and he can get hurt but yeah he's dc you're right batman's dc but daredevil love daredevil matt murdoch spider-man i collect those now i have a i have a i would argue one of the best collections of daredevil comics from number one on and anyone there's my favorite superhero Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Again, a sub couple small requests. Sorry, it's been a lot of a week of a lot of requests, which I try to keep to a minimum. Please subscribe to my show on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. I don't know how long these other platforms will allow us to speak. They appear in love with censorship. You can always subscribe to Rumble and see my show there. And uh, don't miss my show. Again, Dr. Peter McCullough, who has been the target of the left when he speaks about COVID, will be on my show unfiltered. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Set your DVRs or watch live. We'll see you then. Thanks, folks. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.